Welcome and welcome back to Mama J Loves Show. Hello, good morning and good night. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tea Party series, my new podcast series with some of my favorite people. And I'm so glad that they can join me on each and every show. Today, we are very lucky to have my dear friend Nellie, and she will be talking to us a little bit about herself. Um, I went to school with Nellie, and we have been friends for over 15 years, so I'm so glad to know her, and she <laughs> she's always cracked me up, and we've been a hoodie crew for a long time. So, welcome, welcome Nellie to the show. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hello. So my name, my full name is Marnelli, Nelly for short. I am a single mom. I work a regular minimum wage job trying to make it through life. That's all we can do. And really trying to see where my life is really going. I... You know, still dabbling here and there. I did go back to school again for like the second time. And kind of clear idea of where I'm going. And just going to work on my bachelor's to work in human services. I want to work with in-need families. Um, Even though sometimes people are crazy. But I think people who actually are in need of help need to be seen and not just overlooked right because i think that happens a lot and i feel as though i could potentially make a difference in that because it's kind of we hear a lot of sad stories with children and families people who miss things and it's just really sad even though as a mom kids get on our nerves but some of the stuff that happens is like beyond beyond me and it's kind of it's, it's crazy Right. I agree with you, girl. They have their days. They just drive you up the wall. But indeed, people need help at different hours of the lifetime that we are given. So I'm definitely glad that you are dipping your toe and your foot and your whole body <laughs> into the social work world because we definitely need people who give that care and compassion because I know you will. Whether you think people are crazy or not, you're going to go in there and help people because that's exactly what you've been doing for all the years that I've known you. So it's question time. <laughs> you ready, Vesta? Yes. All right. I would love to know how do you feel like you discovered your true connection to God? Like, what keeps you holding on to God or your faith? Or what do you feel about God so far in your life? I I want to say grief. Like, grief brought you to God? I want to say yes. Because like so I lost I lost my dad back in 2009 so I was only 21 when this happened and I think I didn't look at the big picture then and I went through like a year of depression 
and I gained a lot of weight. And until I realized how much weight I had gained, that's when I kind of like snapped out of it. But that's when I feel like I didn't look towards God, even though I had my faith, I believed in God, but I think my connection wasn't as strong. And I think lately, this time around, last year when my brother passed, the one thing I know I did after finding out what had happened, I know I came home, I just got on my knees, and I just asked God not to let me go through what I did with my dad. Yeah, we talked about that. Because, you know, I didn't want to go through that darkness, that unknown And it's been a while since I got, I mean, I pray, I always talk to God, like talking to him, like I can be laying down and I can be grateful because I have a lot of, I guess, I want to say worldly things. Like I have my job, I have a roof over my head, I have food, my kids healthy, he has everything he needs. So I'm always grateful for those things. But with the grief aspect losing somebody and like really letting him know like hey I need you because I don't want to feel these negative things I don't want to be in a dark place right everything just hitting you at one time yeah I'm okay with feeling sad feeling down I'm okay with those feelings but I don't want those feelings to consume me because it is healthy to feel sad it is healthy to feel uncertain but once you fall into that pit it's just hard to get out of it and even though we can function highly Mm -hmm. I think you're just kind of there like stuck in limbo I want like your emotional state is in limbo and you're just functioning and you can put on like your face and and go about life and talk to people, right? And it's and still. Then, and then with this time around, I feel like no, I let him. I like I was there. I was like, you know what? Just let me. Like I like really, I need you, and you know, he's been there. Like you know, you can't see him or we don't feel him, but we know the fact that I haven't gone there he's been there and it's for me to like really be like yes he is and he deserves more from me because I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say like I'm a thousand a hundred percent on to I think I wanna say like my relationship with God is like 50-50 I'm working on it yeah I'm working on it but I know he I know he's there I have my faith and I might not see him in my life every day but I know he's a part of my life every day because I'm not in a position where I'm in need. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I have everything that I need. Yeah, like, yeah, we've come, we've come far. I mean, and um, I'm with you there on the grief because you know we both lost and we lost young. So it was like, and we lost like some major male figures in our lives, and um, we've had to push through, like you said, being highly functional in spite of the losses that we felt so it's been tough but like you said you, your relationship with God is a journey like you're 50 50 like you're 50 50 but you're in progress like we're always in progress 
because I feel like for me I feel like every road that we take that's tougher than we thought it was going to be it does pull us closer to him because you can't rely on everything around you and so there's something bigger than you that's pushing you forward that's already there in the future that our God already knows where we're going right so he can he's the only person who can console us because he's already there he's already been there he was he is and he will be so I definitely feel that on the it's hard to comprehend something that has already seen the past present and future but we we know that that he's already been in all of those places right he's lived them he's experienced them he's seen it firsthand and you know who better else to go to so um then i also want to know like do you feel like that was your biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome that with turning to god for or do you feel like you've had some obstacles that you've gone through that god has gotten you through that are big too yeah um let's see I want to say like those are the biggest things that I can like pick up on but I mean there's been others like having Xavier for example that was I had him via c-section right was not my ideal plan (laughs) (laughs) you know that's it was the furthest thing from my head but I ended up having him via c-section and then um my uh my c-section star whatever that oh i remember that that didn't heal for the way it was supposed to and you know i went back they stuffed me back in the maternity ward because i had just had him a week ago and they were all confused why i was back in there even though i didn't have a baby right it was like i want my child no i gotta go back to the hospital yeah so it was like that first week like i was home like initially i wanted to go home my mom, my mom was like, no, I had to go to her house. And it was like, I didn't want to be there. I didn't feel comfortable being at her house because she had other people at her house at the time. And like, I just wanted to go home. Like, take me home. You're not, your space isn't comfortable for me. Exactly. And you know, me and her, we, we had that little debacle there. But then look at me. I ended up going to the hospital a week later because I, like, um, yeah, they, they noticed I got an infection. And I was so pale. I didn't even. I wasn't even eat. I don't think. I don't even think I really ate that first week. And then. Um, it was a lot. Girl. Yeah, it was. It was like a crazy week. And then I was in the hospital for like two days. And then they did all these exams uh, to make sure I didn't have a blood clot or nothing ruptured. And like, thank God, like I survived that. That was crazy. And I think so. I had Xavier in November, and my C-section healed in February. It officially closed in February. So it's like you feel like this is when you're supposed to like bond with your kid. It's like I'm over I'm here trying, trying to heal my body. Yeah, and then I went back to work too and then I felt like crap. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. And yeah, then I think yeah, I was I was kind of going through that too there. And then I lost my job. So I was home. And then I realized, and then being home with my kid made me snap out of that depression thing there. Because I was like, no, I love my kid, but I also love 
me time away from my kid. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> he's an infant. I should be with him. But it kind of took that mom guilt away from okay. early when I couldn't really bond with him. How, you know, you should, like, you're expected to bond. Well, and remember, you had to, like, give me instructions on that, too, because I was like, I need a break. And y'all had to, like, incur- like tell me it's okay to not want to be around your kid. Yeah, it's a okay. <laughs> like, and the big thing where my mom was like, sometimes you just gotta put them down, let them cry. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was like so. It's, mean, but it's, it's real, evil, but it's like it gives you a time to like walk away and breathe and then come back. Yeah. Because I, kids, there's there's no instructions. Not at all. And the fact that God gives us these little people with no <laughs> instruction and no communication, but crying. Exactly. It's like, how am I supposed to deal? And you know, I feel and, like God was like, Welcome to my world. Like, yeah, here's how all of you function for me. <laughs> okay, because all we all crying out every day. Yeah, but I feel like that that was that was there because it was like I came out of it, I nothing happened to me severely, and I'm still here. And then, so that was like a, a a good thing there. And then, um, you went to, you know. And then I had a situation. I'm not gonna go into grave detail, but <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm, stupid. I'm, I'm fine. And you know what? Um, with time, even though I. I, I did, I, I was getting my faith that everything to clear out, and you know, I, I was praying, and I fasted, and I oh, was, wow, girl. You, I, you know, I didn't fast all day, I, I did like half day, but I was, I was told him, like, that's what I could do, so, you know, I made sure I had that promise, like, if I tell him, I can't promise him anything, but I said, I will, you know, I would fast, I would wake up, I would, I would pray, and I would fast, and I would just ask him to help me through the situation, and no longer how long the situation lasted uh, I want to say when I least expected it it worked out he manifested and I didn't have to deal with the problem at all period so it was like a relief okay. that I didn't even like I don't know how or who but I know it was him he worked something something out and cleared, cleared out and he got rid of it and it was like <laughs> thank you like I appreciate that and I'm like, hey, look, I ain't doing nothing that I'm not supposed to be doing that I'm not right. supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. You, just, I mean, you hit a moment where you knew that you couldn't do it by yourself, for sure. And so you had to let God step in and see. There, sometimes we don't have nothing to offer but ourselves to God. So that's the best thing to do in these times. It's like, God, I'm, I'm surrendering. I'm offering myself up to you. Like, just make a way and in due time he does like everything is in his due time not ours yeah. um, there's a lot to be learned from our circumstances that we get ourselves into but yeah how many dumb moves I make God definitely pulls me to the side to humble me to teach me and to restructure me so we, I feel like in knowing you I've seen a lot of your restructure and i Hopefully you see mine. <laughs> Definitely. Since we are each other's witnesses in many ways. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you could share this testimony too. Um, I do want to ask you, we 
What is one good piece of advice that you would leave for your child and possibly future children or the youth coming up behind us? I'm gonna say what we're not supposed to say. Don't tell my mama. Listen to them. (laughs) Listen to our parents because they're right. Even though we rebel against them, they are right because if you have, well, not even just your parents, if you have good quality people that are constantly on your back, it's because they want the best for you and they see the mistakes before you could see it or even they see the people in your life that are no good. And if they're telling you and constantly like, hey, trying to check you, it might not seem like the nice way that they're checking you, But they're trying to get your attention like, hey, you could be doing better, being around better people. Because then later on in life, when you're in your 30s, you're going to be like, oh, crap, she was right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they were right. Because, you know, people who actually love you and value you want the best for you. And it's sad that we see it later on in life. I don't want to say it's too late. But it's when you have that epiphany and it's like, oh, yeah. It could have made the roller coaster a little bit smoother. I could have so avoided all of this if I would have just done that one thing. But then I think sometimes, even with that, I think the structure of our communication needs to... If you feel like somebody's not hearing you out, find another way to communicate it to them. Because I feel like sometimes, even for both parties, like my mom, sometimes she throws it in my face like, oh, I paid for college for this, for that. I'm like, y'all sent me to a school. I didn't want to go to school. I told y'all from the beginning, send me to community college. (laughs) Let me do that first. And then let me figure out my life. Y'all went and paid this for profit college and you're throwing it in my face. And then I had to pay these people money too, not just you. Like, this is my taxes for a couple of years. And that was not fun. I'm cracking up. And it's like, sometimes, you know, I think decisions should be made together and, like, listen to to the child for their personal wants. And if they make sense, break it down and work it out. Thank you. Because I'm like, look at me here now. So what is it like 10 years later in community <laughs> college doing it again I'm in community college where I should have gone and like and don't, half look, the cost nobody has anything to say now <laughs> no they're just like mm, well well we wanted the best I'm like I was trying to be cheap here from the beginning me <laughs> I think it, well okay see now you got me with your brain rolling so I think that's because you and I have been working in high school so the mindset was like I we value things more when we get the opportunity to work for them so for me it's if I work for it then I want to invest in it so it was when my yeah when my well, my mom, yeah, my mom and my dad decided, like, um, oh, yeah, well, we want you to go to a four-year school. I was like, I cannot do four years of school, just school, because we already made it through 
high school. And so I was like, yeah, let me work and then get some scholarship money and put my money towards community college. So we're on the same page. Like, I just wanted to do community college and then stay at my job and, you know, grow with them. Because, look, in my head, I was like, oh, if I work here and I save up, look, I only got a retirement place to stay. (laughs) See? My brain brain already bounces in the future, but yeah. The biggest thing I took from what you said was like, yeah, definitely gotta hear what your kids are saying. Like, if it's not an illogical thought, like, if it's not a thought that, like, is gonna completely hinder them. Because for me, if my kid says she she does better in a four-year school, I'm gonna be like, all right, girl, go for it. But if she's open-minded to do, like, a two-year school or just jump into her entrepreneurship, then I'm definitely gonna like yo get some mentors at least you know like i'm, I'm here yeah now you got i'm gonna back you up but if you're not making no money you've been doing this for like two years it's time to give it a break you in the wrong <laughs> path choose something else <laughs> okay unless like she have a break during that last month i don't know but i want to and i want to hear her plan you know what i'm saying even if the plan not gonna work out Yes, and pull information from them for to get more clarity. Because I feel like sometimes, sometimes we speak just to speak, and yeah, and then we listen, but we're only hearing and not actually listening because we're not asking questions. We're we're not saying, okay, you want to do this? How long do you think it'll take you to do that? How are you going to get money for this? What else are you going to be doing in the meantime? Could you improve something else, doing something different at the same time to help you to get to that point? Like, are you going to be just stuck focusing on that, not earning anything? Is there earning potential? How high? How low? What's the median? Where do you see yourself? How far? You know, there's so many questions that you can ask to engage so that they know that you're interested. But you also want them to also start thinking to see if it's going to be beneficial for them because sometimes you know honestly you go into saying oh we're, we're in high school we're like okay what do you want to do in job you start looking what's the highest paying job out there because that's what you want to do but sometimes our mental capacity is not built for that and it's like you have to rewire and be like okay what am i am i good at physical labor am i good at organizing planning what other what other strengths do you have? And sometimes it's it's hard to find what works for you. And sometimes you have to like, for me, sometimes I'm like, like before we re-enrolled back during um, the last the this, this semester, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Should I do it? What do I want to do? And then here I go watching Law and Order, and I'm like, you know what? This is exactly what I need to do. This, and I did it. I did my FAFSA, and look. It took me a while for them to approve last year's financial aid, and they approved it, and I went to school zero, you know, zero out of pocket, and it worked. And it worked out. And it's like, okay, God's like, this is this is for you. Keep. And it's like, okay, I made the right decision. I got ten more classes to go, and I I have my associates. (laughs) There you go. Our parents before us. I think they, for them, it is about giving us the better than they had. But I'm like, you've already instilled in me the work ethics. So I'm coming in with the work ethics, but I'm also coming in with the, not necessarily the education you wanted, but I I understand how to work the education that I received 
with a work ethics that you taught me and I know that instead of going to certain schools I know how to apply what you gave me and what I've been learning so far already right and you have strengths in what you've learned right like me yeah like I just I knew I just wanted to get out there and do it like that was my main goal and I mean it's not for everybody and I get it why parents get a little nervous to tell their kid okay go ahead and try that plan like you said you already have it where if it don't work in two years you need to try something else yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> that, no, that makes sense for me because if you ain't picking up, because I feel like you learn a new skill every three months, three to six months. So yeah, yeah if within the, the two years you don't get the job because you should be picking up different skills each month, then it might not be for you. So you basically tell him to listen to his parents. <laughs> Yes, because it, it's like you have the, you might not have that aha moment when you're having fun and, and doing what you, what you feel like that is fun at the time. But once, as you start progressing with your life and valuing the things that are really important, that's when you start to realize, like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, that I should have listened. You were, they were right. That's like, true. let me not even tell them they were right, but they were right. Y'all right about <laughs> Like I should have listened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that said doesn't have to be like exactly like a parent, but somebody who actually supports you. Somebody who has love, who sees the value in you as a person. It yeah, because I know some people don't have the best relationship with their parents, or the parents aren't the best for these kind of things, but if people who love who genuinely love you, even it could be parents. Your, your best friend's parents, your friends, if they see something, because sometimes we're we're blinded by a lot of stuff because we think we're in the right. And <laughs> if if more than one person is telling you like, hey, this is not what it is and it's not supposed to be, then chances are you should stop and be like, you know what, let me reevaluate and see what they see because clearly I am blinded by something. Right. I agree. I agree. Like, it's good to find a mentor. To be a teacher, you have to learn how to learn. To be a a dance teacher, you have to learn how to dance. To be an artist, you have to learn how to draw patiently or, or, you know, you have to think outside of the box. So whatever you want to do, you still have to follow some form of instruction. Do it the right way, then do it the creative way. And if you want a house, here are your options to get a house. You either find a mentor who knows about houses, or you go to school so you can make the money that way and buy the house, or you can make the money. Like I want to, like you said, our parents just told us one way to do it, but I think our generation, we've learned multiple ways to do things, so we can express that to our kids. Since I'm more open than my mom felt she could be as a child, I can say to my parent, I can say to my child, like, all right, here are a few options, or go take a look at this, 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 this. I'm not just going to be like, go to school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we, I feel like we need a part two to our to our episode. Because <laughs> there's so much that, you know, we can go into, we can go into the parent life, we can go into 
the school life. We go to hard lessons learned life. Like we can touch everything. Oh, I think that hard lessons learned are <laughs> for sure. I think we we never we never we'll never stop learning because every opportunity is a learning experience. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? So, is there? Do you have? The last one. Do you have a favorite? I know I said last question last time, but do you have a favorite scripture, or do you want to close out with a prayer real quick? Mm, actually, I don't have a favorite scripture. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna get all of my guests. Y'all gonna come in with y'all favorite scriptures next time, but I'm just kidding. Um, is there anything in the Bible that you um, like to read or hear about? Like, what story speaks out to you the most then? And I'll see if I find a scripture from it for us today. The one thing, the one of the stories that sticks out the most is, um, don't know the names. So, the no the rich father. The rich father who gives all his riches to his son and opens the arms back up after the son left and spent every dime and came back empty-handed again. And the dad accepted him. Oh, the prodigal son? Mm-hmm. Okay. It said real extreme unconditional love. Like regardless of all the stuff you do, it's there. As a parent, that's how we should like I think that's how I look at life as a parent. Like that's how I have to be with my kid. I remind my kid every day that regardless of what happens in life, I love him. Even when he's not even when he does things that he's not supposed to do, I will always love him. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna check him. For anybody who wants to know which parable she was talking about, it is the parable of the prodigal son, and you can find it in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. It's where Jesus shares that parable with his disciples. And it definitely is something that I agree with as well, because it doesn't matter how far away you feel like you are from God or from home. In this case, it was like a home, returning home to your family. God is your family. And in this case, Jesus was saying, like, no matter how far one of his disciples go, he is home and they can always return so long as they return. Um, And so while you have breath and air on this planet, you can always return home because it doesn't matter what you did if you ask for forgiveness come home do what you gotta do somebody's waiting for you so don't be afraid to talk to those who care about you oops sorry don't be afraid to talk to those who love you and want the best for you and don't want to harm you or abuse you or anything like that so I'm glad that you picked that because it is a good one. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I think I learned a little bit too. <laughs> I feel like I'm always learning when I interview my friends. <laughs> we, we always, we'll forever learn. We always pick up something new, something we didn't know or, or look from a different perspective. Yeah, you have me emotional. So... I appreciate you. Thank you again for stopping by. To everyone listening, um, you can 
and check out this podcast on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, and a few other places. Um, and you, if you have any comments for me or my friends, you can DM me at Mama J Love on Instagram. Um, always ready for a little question or engagement. Um, nothing too crazy, but I'm there, and we're just gonna do a little prayer to close out the show. So. Dear God, thank you so much for the opportunities to learn about each other. Thank you for the opportunities to share with others. Thank you for the opportunities to be reminded that we can always return home to you in spite of things that we have gone through, either by choice or by um, just life circumstances and things that we should be experiencing so that we have testimonies to share with each other in your name. Thank you so much for the children you've allowed us to have. Thank you for the future of the children of tomorrow. And thank you so much for everything. We are so grateful and humbled every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. See you on the next one. Thank you again, sis. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too.